Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to the show. I love having these powerful conversations and then hearing from people that you just don't get to hear from in the light of their career or how God's moving in them or things that are happening that you only see behind the scenes through the power of story. And that's why I love doing this show with you, Bob Hassan, because we are going to be talking today to an incredible guest, but we also are going to be talking about, you and I are going to have a conversation about resilience and even some of the pandemic fatigue stuff that's going on. So tell us who's on the show today. Well, Sean, we have Daniel Fusco. He's a church planner and the lead pastor of Crossroads Community Church in Vancouver, Washington. He has a radio program, a TV show. He uh, It goes across the country, across the globe. He also hosts popular You're Gonna Make It podcast and is the author of Crazy Happy and his newest book, You're Going to Make It. He's written numerous articles for CBN. He's just an amazing guy, Sean. He is, and I think one of the reasons why we want to have him on Explore the Marketplace, even though he's a pastor, is that he's very entrepreneurial as a Christian, and he talks about some of the things that I think we all need to to talk about. In his new book, it's really about the resilience of faith, of going in a long haul, and I love that he's saying you're going to make it. And Bob, uh, I was just reading an article, and it was talking about the pandemic fatigue that right now, here we're at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, that so many people are still facing, which is a fatigue that either came from COVID or it came from the isolation where we don't have as much capacity, although we have desire. And so some people have desire to live and some people even felt responsibility to do twice as much when they left their pandemic season and they're a couple of years out now, they're saying, okay, let's go for it. Let's do, we're gonna go to 180%, but they can't physically or emotionally or mentally do it. And then they're feeling some level of failure. And also if they're giving full capacity or beyond their capacity, some people are even getting uh, some some side effects and some sicknesses faster, like, like regular flus, regular colds, they're starting their immune systems lowered the whole thing. And so people are going through either an emotional or psychological capacity issue or a physical capacity issue. And it's being felt in the workforce. There's been more people in America who called in sick this year than the previous four years. So we have more people who are doing sick time because of a capacity issue. And some of it, again, is an emotional issue, a mental issue, or it can be a physical issue. Ultimately, some of these can be spiritual issues as well. So what do you think about this pandemic fatigue or this capacity issue that we're facing right now? And then how does even resilience, which you talk about in your book, Shortcuts, how does that play into it? I think, you know, I'm reading the same article, Sean, and, and we have we have these studies now on long COVID and, and there's, there's documented studies that there is long COVID that people are suffering from. And I think that if you if you take that into account and recognize that the that, that people, their capacities have shrunk for whatever reason, now we add on to it inflationary time and yeah. the recession. And I think I think people's resilience ha- is at a standstill. It's like we we just got through two and a half years of this. We made it. It's for some it was terribly hard. Obviously, there was lots of deaths, and other people have are, are like by the skin of their teeth, and now something else is happening. And this this comes back to you know what is resilience, and, and resilience is, in my opinion, the ability to trust God in all things. Yeah. And uh, Proverbs three, five, and six, you know, I just put right in the middle of this conversation. 
Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. I think we have to stand on this as we move into another time that that could be confusing and, and could be hard. Well, I think, too, that some people made a big pivot in their career or in their housing or in their, you know, where they live. Uh, we, we watched a huge portion of our friends move out of L.A. Right. during the pandemic. And even now, this year, we just watched a whole other group just migrate out to Nashville from Los Angeles. I know Los Angeles isn't the most fair statistic because we have 100 people leaving for every 51 that are coming right now. So it's, it's been really hard. But it, it is interesting because like with the inflation that's happening right now, a lot of our friends are looking at their house that they live in and saying, should we downgrade? Should we, should we go into something else that's more wise for us in the season? Other friends are you know, taking their investments out and saying, we're losing some more of our future savings. Mm-hmm. And I think that also the financial drain of you know, 550 of the gas pump for us here in, in Los Angeles or, or you know, 6% more increase in our property taxes or 30% increase in our utilities. It's not just inflation like in just what we're buying. It's inflation in every aspect of life that it's caused an exhaustion to hit people where they've had to adapt and respond and adapt and respond. And people are just done. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for how much ground and how resilient we've been being, but we're not necessarily pivoting as fast because we pivoted and we've used all of our adaptive energy so many times that we have to have grace on ourselves, but we also have to be real and spiritually evaluate along with the natural valuation. What does God want right now? Because God has something for us that has, fullness of grace in it. It's not just the struggle bus. I think that's one of the things that people are waiting to discover. And I think exhibiting greater faith, uh, if we can, you know, surrounding yourselves in the communities that you're with, with people that you love, and not isolating yourselves is is going to be a really, really key component in getting in getting this next season. Well, well, you know, one of the articles that I read said exactly that the Christians are the most resilient of all the people groups right now because we're in community, which helps heal you. We're um, talking about these things out of a place of faith and hope. So you're getting regular messages about it from hope and faith. And also you're in a place of prayer and prayer itself is one of the things that builds resilience and builds a bounce back in people into their mental health their emotional health. So you are exactly right that that's one of the big antidotes right now. So Sean, you're right. And up next, we have Daniel Fusco and his book, You're Going to Make It. I think it's a, a perfect conversation for what we just talked about. Up next. Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear God's voice. And so we put together a book. Tell us about it. It's called Wired to Hear. And 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace. And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps. Great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving, you're going to feel the both of us together, something synergized that's really beautiful. And it's just for you. Get wired to hear at bullsministries.com with business leaders just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice, how they are wired to hear. And it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations. They're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice. Get your book today. Welcome Daniel Fusco to the show today. We're so glad to have you on. Oh, Sean and Bob, I'm so stoked to be with you all. Well, I'm so glad we've got to meet and kind of get to know each other through these kinds of interviews back and forth. And I'm so in love with your story of how God just pulled you out of the world, literally pulled you out of the world and fast-tracked you into a place of ministry. And you've not only become someone who's a campus pastor for multiple churches and you have a TV show and a radio show, 
but you also are a Christian entrepreneur in the sense that you are seeing a new model for the way that churches and ministries can function that we desperately need because so many things are stuck in a rut of the old. I mean, so many, I think of the aviation industry and how there's not been a new plane until this generation for 50 years. I feel like the church is the same way. There's been new sub-models, but there's not been a whole new core going forward. And you're, you're one of those entrepreneurs who's thinking of like, how can we do things different for greater impact and more of Jesus, which I so love. So tell us about how you went on this journey. Well, you know, your journey is always such a unique thing when you look back on it. I, I go all the way back. I'm an all Italian kid from New Jersey. So like, you know, <laughs> that big Italian New York family is my family. And I started learning about business from my dad when I was really young. First, it was through baseball cards. You know, yeah. I love baseball. Like my dad, he grew up uh, around the corner from Ebbets Field. So my dad uh, absolutely hates the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. No offense to anybody out there. <laughs> because like he used to play stickball with Gil Hodges' son back in the day. When, oh, when, wow. when the Dodgers left Brooklyn for LA, it was like treason. Yeah. But like, so early on, my dad was like, man, you should collect the Brooklyn Dodgers. So me and my dad would go to baseball card shows and we would collect the 1956 Brooklyn Dodger team set. And my dad would teach me about negotiating and all this stuff. And then it's like, it's Sandy Koufax's second year. That was not a cheap baseball card, even when, you know, 40 years ago. Wow. And so like, and then it was like, I'm out shoveling driveways and I'm learning all this stuff, you know? And then my dad would take me to go and he would go to try and uh, upgrade a car and he'd teach me how to negotiate with the cars guy, the car guys to get his price. I learned all this stuff. And then, you know, I was a wild kid. And when I was in college, I really, um, my mother got sick. I had, uh, you know, a, a life crisis on like anything I'd ever experienced. I was in my, I was 20 years old and it really opened my eyes to, uh, the things of God, uh, the spiritual things. And I was not everyone who listens to this is, it, you know, realizes where they are on the faith journey. I believe everyone's on a faith journey, whether you realize it or not. And for me, I really began to think about the things of God and came to a, a, a saving knowledge a radical salvation uh, in Jesus, right before I graduated college, which was just crazy. Like it was like my, and at that point, my whole life was going to be, I was, um, I was going to pursue a career in music. I actually did for a while because uh, I was a, a bass player, an electric and upright bass player. But really, my faith in Jesus, and it's true for anybody, no matter where you are on the faith spectrum, you what you believe spiritually will always drive who you are and what you mm -hmm. choose to do. And so for me, a couple years after coming to know Jesus, I really felt called to leave music as a career. Uh, and to go on into, uh, you know, the, the ministry of, of the church, uh, which was eye opening in so many ways. And having not been raised in it, it was just like, whoa, I didn't realize it was like this. And what I didn't realize also was that, you know, as a, a pastor, I plant, I started a number of, of churches. And now I'm, I'm at an, a very large established church. And uh, the amount of marketplace uh, wisdom and savvy that you need in all of these things, it, it, it plays into everything. And yeah. so it's been a, it's been a wild journey. Even like just this week's been wild. I'm like, what's going on right now? <laughs> so I love that there's a current wild story, Bob. It's yeah. good that there's a current like wildness to your story. It, it is true. Like when you're, when you're going after the things that God puts in front of you and if it's not current, if it's from 10 years ago, you can feel on somebody, but we can feel the life of what God's doing in you right now. And it's so exciting. Yeah. I always try and encourage people that, you know, there's there should be a good like if you're taking steps of faith and 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 I don't mean that in just like the purely Christian like like when you're starting a business or if you're starting to if you're going to try and break open like a new a new area of business you want to kind of wake up a little bit like what's going to happen today like gosh I hope this works today there, there's something so uh, enlivening about being like kind of on the edge like hey what's going to happen now 
And I always encourage people, like especially my friends who are who are in uh, you know in the marketplace solely. I'm always like, man, so so what what is pulling you out of the out of the bed in the morning? What what when you wake up or you're like, ooh. I hope this thing works out today because that's really when you feel the most alive in it, I believe. And, and, and I also believe that that's part of the way God has wired all of us to, to want to step out a little bit, a little bit uncomfortable, sometimes a lot uncomfortable as we move on into the things that God has for us, which is always, you know, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So God's plan is always like, like one step ahead of where we find ourselves feeling comfortable. And that to me, that's really where the excitement happens. Yeah, that's so true, Daniel. Sean and I talk a lot about the sacred and the secular. And traditionally, you know, the people in the organized church are the sacred and the people sitting in the pews, the people in the marketplace are the secular. But you, you're right in the middle of the intersection. You, you are, you're a pastor, you're an entrepreneur, you're running TV shows, radio shows, podcasts, you're running the business of the church. And the people that you're talking to in the marketplace, they're either running businesses or have a career and, and they're working towards God. So we're all at this intersection. Talk to us about what it's like in your life being in that intersection of having to have greater faith uh, in the entrepreneurial things that you're going after. Yeah, it's a great question. So I like to tell everybody that really that sacred secular divide, and you guys do such a great job of unpacking this, it's a fallacy. You know, everything that we do is designed to be an act of worship. So I don't feel like, man, I'm in, I'm in the sacred business because I'm a pastor. And, you know, you, you know, you who, you know, you, you have your painting company or my friends who are real estate developers, or my friends who are working in finance. I'm like, well, yeah, you guys are in the secular world. It's like, no, no, no. It's like all of it is designed to point us to who God is, to reveal to yeah. us who God is, and to really see our characters change. And so for me, it's like it's all an act of worship. It's just a matter of in the body of Christ, in, in the totality of what God is doing, where is God asking me to be slotted in? And so for me, what's fun is that like before I came up here to, I'm outside of Portland, Oregon, I'm in Vancouver, Washington, but I, I was planning churches in the San Francisco Bay Area. And it was like the draw for me to Silicon Valley was so strong. I was working with, like I was walking alongside with all of these folks who are in startups. And that's just my nature. Like, man, yeah. if it's a bold vision and if, it, and if it could change the world, like, yeah, I'm into that. And so for me, I've always believed, uh, and even, you know, it, and it's only been solidified in my 20 years of following Jesus, is that God is really interested in impact. And mm -hmm. so things that can have an impact are always exciting to me. So for me, I'm constantly looking at, hey, where are we being asked where is there an impact that is yet to be had or where are we having an impact that maybe we need to throw some gasoline on that fire to really have more impact? And really what that involves for me is I always have to fight against, and we all do, against feeling comfortable and settled. You know, it's like when things get like, especially when you throw gasoline on something and it's really working, there's that part of us that wants to be like, okay, that's working. Don't mess that up. When really it's like, no, sometimes the work is I need to stoke that thing out a little bit, or maybe the impact that it's having, it hasn't even begun to scratch the surface. And so constantly, not only myself, but the people around me, uh, people I, who I work on the team with, advisors, I'm always asking them, like, is there something that we're not looking at? And mm -hmm. also, I mean, you think about what's going on right now as we're recording this, you know, we, we've had uh, pandemic leadership. Nobody really enjoyed that, although great things happen. And now you now you have kind of inflation and recession and economic fears, leadership. And it's like you always kind of have to have, do you remember that movie uh, World War Z with Brad Pitt? 
Yeah. The zombies. Okay, there's this the zombies, right? So like, if you don't like the zombies, I, I, it's a gr- cool movie. But there's this great scene where they're in Israel, and mm-hmm. Israel had built a wall. And there's this, and the guy who's talking about it, it's like he called it the tenth man. That if everybody believed that something was impossible, there needed to be one person who said actually it is. And he referenced how for like the Jewish people, no one ever thought the Holocaust would have happened, you know, and they're never going to make that mistake again. And in business, I think we need that tenth person who's like, listen, right now everything's bad, but maybe there's an opportunity there. And let's mm-hmm. look at the things that you think are impossible. And is there an opportunity there? And I think when you do that, it forces you to think outside of the, the group think that is so common because we're, we're, we're constantly inundated with the same ideas, the same fears, fear cells. And I think that oftentimes in those times of challenge, there are tremendous opportunities for right. those who are willing to step on out with it. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I think of um, some of your opportunities that I've, I know about and I've read about from you. Yeah, one of them was when you were going to go into Christian television and bring your show on kind of air, you weren't actually fully headed that direction yet. And somebody came and gave you money and said, if you want to make a television show, tell that story, because I think it's relevant to the fact that when there's a purpose that God's pushing us into that we wouldn't have necessarily taken the risk in that season, but then there's a resource or a connection or relationship that works in the business world, works in the spiritual world, that sometimes God brings something to redefine our season or redefine our opportunity. So tell the story of the, of the money. Oh, yeah. So it's a wild story. So if you're listening to this, what you don't realize is that I got a face for radio, you know, and so like, you know, it's like, so I was doing all this stuff on social media. And because I have long dreadlocks, I'm talking about Jesus, I kind of don't fit in with what people expect from people who are talking about Jesus. And so what was amazing is I had, I had somebody that I knew who was like, have you ever thought about going on television? And I'm like, uh, no, that is not like, that's just not my thing, you know, and I'm like, and nobody wants to see me on TV. And so I just kind of like stuck it in the back of my mind. And then literally like two weeks later, I get this random phone call from a, a, a Christian TV producer from Atlanta. So like, you know, I live as far away from Atlanta as you can get, right? And so he calls me up. He's like, hey, can I talk to you about Christian television? I'm just like, this is super curious. And, and he's talking to me about his kids. So I've never met this guy before. He's talking to me about his kids. And he's like, the reason I'm calling is I want to I ask you, to consider going on Christian television. Wow. And I'm like, but why? And he's like, and he's like, listen, I work with all these, you know, uh, Christian uh, TV people, you know, and not knocking him. And he's like, but my kids are walking away from the faith. And he's like, and so sure enough, my my kid's telling me, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. And and he's like, I just don't understand why. And he's like, the next day I walk into his room and my, my son is watching one of your two minute messages on Facebook. And he's like, dad, this guy's real. Right. And, and so he's like, so I'm like, <laughs> like, and so he's like, I decided I was just going to call you. And I didn't think I'd be able to get to you. But sure enough, he gets me on the phone. And he's like, so I just want you to consider this. And I'm like, well, okay. And, and I didn't, I'm not telling him, hey, listen, like, somebody else just talked to me about this like two weeks ago. And now right. you're calling me right. and I'm like, right. you know, so, but, but my eyes are open. Like, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something going on here. Like every, there's, everything's pointing to this. And then I finally sat down like, so like, I, I get the pleasure of pastoring a great church. But, you know, it, the Portland metro area is not like a bastion of great business. It's not, you know, we're not in like the Gucci seats. You know what I mean? It's just like a blue collar town, you know, just where we live. It's, it's, I love where I am. God's called me here and I'm so soaked about it. But I, I finally sat down and I'm like, Lord, if this is you, if this is you, you need to provide for this. Because I wasn't going to go ask the church board, hey, like, I think I'm supposed to be on TV. Like, right. like, like talk about a caricature of a bad scene. Right. 
you know, like, and so I'm like, I'm just not going to do that. I kid you not. Two weeks, it must have been two or three weeks later, I get a call from somebody. I'm like, hey, I got something crazy for you. What's up? They're like, I think you're supposed to go on Christian television. And I want to write you a check for $150,000 right now if you'll do it. And I'm just like, uh, and I'm like, okay, can I tell you a story? And so I told them the story of like the first person who came and talked to me and then the random phone call. And he started laughing and he's like, let's pray. I think God's doing something. He's like, I I was just, he's like, and he, and he said, he's like, Daniel, I I don't want you to be on again. I don't want you to be on Christian TV for me. I want you to be on for my kids and all the people who are in my kids age group. So it was like amazing that I had like, as at the time this is happening, I'm like almost 40, you know, and it's like, but what was going on was that parents were looking at their kids and saying, the voices that we're hearing are not landing with them because by and large, people are, are attracted to people who are like them. People look for that the yeah. like-mindedness. And so they were all worrying about their kids. And then before you know it, it's like TV is starting and all this stuff. And now all these years later, I mean, we're seeing about 500 people a calendar year give their lives to Jesus. Like we have like an altar call at the, end of the pro- at the end of the program. Like, hey, if you've been watching this and you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus, I believe you're watching this show because mm. God has been drawing you. And, and not only are we on you know, kind of uh, the Christian stuff, the Christian uh, stations, but we're also on locally in the middle of the night here in the Portland metro area and Seattle metro. Our goal is to be on the 50, all the 50 largest um, media markets, but in the middle of the night and after like cops, not after like paid programming. Like, so like my people are like cops reloaded right (laughs) after that, you know, because, and and it's, we're hearing just amazing stories of people who are like, man, I came home from the bar and I was pretty hammered and I kind of totally. on the TV and cops was on and I kind of passed Thank out. You. And then all of a sudden I woke up and there's this dreadlock guy like, <laughs> talking about Jesus. And then like, and then like, yeah, and I just felt like, man, I really need to get my life with God together. And they say, yes. And so, and it's like, it's been just so, it's a wild, it's been just another one of those wild rides, but you know, you know, there's things pointing to it. Yeah. And, 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 and in the beginning, I was like a lot of people, I was like, yeah, no, no, thank you. Anything but that. But then God had something else to go, go on. And then to watch God's provision was like, oh, okay, this is wild. And, but oftentimes God works in these ways. I, Daniel, I think, you know, what I'm hearing in your story is God continues to apprehend us if we'll let him. And my story is I was 57 when he took me in this whole new different direction that I wasn't, I didn't think about, I wasn't planning. And, but, but I was yielded to the Lord. And I think for our listeners and viewers, one of the most important things is, is being will, being resilient, which you speak about in your book and, and being, having the ability to listen to the Lord and then, and then ask people around you and move in that direction. If he leads you, it's, you know, us hearing your story, it's like, you know, three people talk to you. Of course, it's the Lord. It was probably the Lord after the first guy. But um, talk to us about, talk to us about resilience. What does that play in your life? When you talk about a lot in your book, your brand new book that's coming out too, which is really cool. So talk to us about this message that's, it impacted me a lot when I was reading about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to write the book, You're Going to Make It, Unlocking Resilience When Life is a Mess, because I think for all of us, and especially over the last number of years, we've had our resilience tested. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, like, and I always think about like, 
uh, the great boxer of my generation, Mike Tyson, used to always say, like, you know, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Right. You know, and 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 so, but really it's like life happens, like if you get punched in the face, which is never fun, it's like life, what happens after it makes all the difference. Doesn't mean you're always gonna win. It just, but it's like you have to get back up again. And so I think what 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 I'm learning is that very very infrequently does something happen that takes no resilience. Like every once in a while, like it's like this kind of unique, miraculous, you know, thing that goes on. It's a windfall. Like you, 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 you listen to anybody who, who started all the great companies that we all experience. You know, you listen to uh, Naval Ravikant and all these different folks, their stories of what they went through in order yeah. to get to where they got to, you know, in, and we see it in the media, whatever anyone thinks about Elon Musk. I mean, like the guy's like sleeping in his, study and in his studio, you know, for Tesla and SpaceX and all this stuff. And, and you're like, man, like, yeah, he's super successful. But it's like, how much resilience? How often do you think, man, this is this goal is too crazy? Right. And so I think the idea is, is that from the time you have a vision of what you're hoping to do, to the time that you see that vision in some sort of uh, harvest or, or blossoming or, or to see it come to fruition, there is a long journey in the middle of that. And for most people, I think we love the idea of doing something substantial, something meaningful, but the ability to stick in there, to stay tucked in there, to be leaning into it when, when things are hard, when things are not working out, when yeah. there is a failure. So often I think people tap out long before they're supposed to because we just thought it would be easier. And I think one of the things that I'm trying to help people do in the book, and also I'm learning it in my own life, is that like, like right now, we have three kids at home. I have a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and an 8-year-old. So it's like I have like a, a high schooler, uh, you know, two high schoolers, one's all already in college, and I have an elementary school. And raising kids is hard, man. It's like, like me and Lynn last night, my bride, we were like, man, we did, a he- we did heavy parenting tonight. We were like, you know, we were editing papers, you know, it's the day after Halloween. So our kids are all so sugared up. It's just unbelievable. They're off the wall, you know? And it's like, and sometimes I'm like, man, life would be so much easier if these kids just weren't kids. But it's like, no, it's like, but you got to stick in there. Like, 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 this is the season that they're in. And I think the beauty of that is when you realize that life requires resilience. And, and what I love about Jesus, Jesus doesn't say, listen, good luck, white knuckle it. He's like, listen, I'm actually going to empower you by my spirit. I'm going to give you hope. And I'm going to, I'm going to build your character as you go through all these things, which is what makes it so beautiful. So that need to just keep showing up, the need to being able to say, listen, what I believe is going to happen, I think it's, it will happen, but it's going to take time and it's going to take sweat equity. And mm-hmm. it's not always going to be up and to the right. All of these things, when you realize, like, actually, God wants to change me in the journey. Oh, man, it makes it the most beautiful, hard stuff. Yeah. I love what comes out of it every time. And I love your voice in the midst of all the things you talk about, because you always kind of go back to, I mean, you're going to make it. That's your book's title. Well, you, you always go back to you're going to become who God has made you to be. You just have that faith in people. And you're a great pastor in doing that. Well, tell us how to get a hold of your messages and watch the TV show and get the book. Like, where do we go? Yeah, so I mean, if you're if you're on online anywhere, just put my name in there, and you'll find it. If you put my name and put TV, or put in radio, or you put in you know any of the socials, we have content going on all over the place. And in a lot of ways, what I want to tell and what I want to encourage everyone is, only you can be the person that God created you to be, and only you can be the person that God wants to use in the way He wants to use you. 
And so, so much I think is also important is just being willing to step out and being authentic to who you were. Like, you know, every great innovation, first people ignored it, then they ridiculed it. And then at some point they're like, that person's a genius. Stop. You know what I mean? And so, so like, like, like when people are ignoring you, don't worry about it. Just keep doing yeah. what you believe you're supposed to do. When people start ridiculing you. Now, of course, we all have growing edges. We got to learn stuff. And sometimes we're getting ridiculed because we're being dumb and we need to, we need to, we need to grow in those areas. But like, you just got to keep going because nobody's really interested in a carbon copy of somebody else who they're not. Yeah. So, so like, you know, I want to really encourage people in, in, in their, uh, all that they're doing, just make sure you're staying authentic to the vision that God's given you and the person that God made you to be. Love that. Well, um, Daniel, you're going to make it. Daniel wrote this new book. <laughs> We're going to encourage him. He's going to make it with all the things he's dealing with. And thank you so much. We're so honored that you were here. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan, or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.